Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome back to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm so thankful that you're here today. We're going to talk about some gardening stuff. I'm really excited because we finally just got the whole rest of our garden planted. Someone was like, Gabby, I feel like you've already had your garden planted. I'm like, well, like half of it. (laughs) Um, But that's only because I've learned over the years of some things that I can plant early. And now I can get a head start on uh, a majority of things and not have so much to do when it rolls around to, you know, that Memorial Day weekend or, you know, just after that last frost date. So I just thought I would come on here and talk about a little bit of what we've planted, um, some of the things that I'm looking forward to, uh, and and just uh, encourage you guys if you um, have got yours going, if you still want to, just plant some stuff. You've got time, you know, with these first couple weeks of June, get it in, get it going, stop putting it off. It's just lingering in your brain, like just do it. And if you spent four bucks on some tomato plants and you got nothing or only a couple, hey, it was $4, okay? (laughs) So don't overthink it. So much of gardening just happens with uh, consistent showing up, trying it out, trying new things each year, learning um, from other, uh, you know, expert gardeners. I would so love, I feel like if I could just be immersed into a program for like a month, like I could, like, like that could be a retreat. There should be like a gardening retreat. Hmm. Now I feel like mm, I should do that, <laughs> but not in this season of my life. But that sounds amazing. Like just going and learning, being hands on, um, just soaking up wisdom and knowledge from people. I'm sure there's things like that. Um, I mean, I know there's like homesteading events and conferences, but I've never gone to one. But anyway, I would just love to be more immersed into gardening things. But my life doesn't allow for that with having three little kids. And so I soak up my learning from conversations with people, from following different people on um, Instagram, from YouTube. YouTube is huge for me. I can type in anything and I have a few couple go-to people um, that I rely on to learn from. And that is how I have honestly grown my garden over the years in better ways Um, I learn each year and I try something new and honestly I'll be honest like every time I start my garden I always feel like less than like this little seed like 
I better plant like five of these because I don't trust that it's going to pop up. Like my mind goes to this place of worrying about my plants popping up. And there's such a trust factor that has to go into gardening that you put in this work, you you cover up these seeds and you just pray that the, the soil has got enough nutrients in it that you remember to get out there and water it and that the sun isn't too much or isn't too little um, to be able to give life to those little seedlings and it's just so exciting I'm like a kid in a candy shop like the first week or two after planting I'm out there every day like looking at every single row that I knew I planted in and I'm like I think that's something and then I'm like oh no that was just you know a weed or that was that was a bug or whatever like just something in the way and and I'm I just get so excited when I get to go out there and finally see new life and be like okay yes it worked it worked Gabby and it's like it's no different any year but you know you just want to see the all of the greens you just want to see it all pop up you just you just want it all to be there right away and you can't and so then when you plant and you look at your garden and you're like okay like any day now like let's go it looks like I did nothing um but you did so much and you did the honestly the hardest work of it all like like planning it out and planting them just doing the actual do and doing it and then it's just tending to it and showing up every day to make sure it has what it needs and eventually you're going to be able to harvest from all that hard work and so that's I'm just so excited but you know each part of the gardening process has taught me so many, so much, and I am grateful for it because it has um, helped me to slow down. It has helped me to just be in nature and be outside, which I don't really have a hard time doing. But it it forces me to um, just relax my brain and my thoughts, and um, just yeah be present with with the earth and me and conversations with God and um, just not being stimulated by anything else and uh, I don't know if you uh, I think we touched on this in a former episode but I also um, had talked about this uh, on, a, on a post that I did of how therapeutic the soil is um, and I didn't know this someone sent this to me um, a while back and I was like well that makes that makes so much sense now um, I didn't know it but I was already doing it and it's like my body already was reaping the benefits of you know um, just the calm factor that there's properties in the soil and just getting your fingertips like I rarely wear gloves I hate wearing gloves in the garden I feel like I cannot get like anything I can't pinch weeds and pull them out like I just I feel like I have to feel them and I don't care that I get my um hands dirty because I can wash them it's not a big deal and uh the only time I like use gloves is when it's like a massive you know prickly weed or a giant clean out you know at the end of the at the end of the garden season but when I'm plucking little little weeds and things like that like I like to get my fingers in the soil I use it when I'm planting I just use my fingers I dig the trenches um with my hands and a small you know shovel um I poke the holes for the seeds with my fingers like it's you know I I am touching the dirt and there are properties in the soil 
that are proven to help reduce anxiety and depression and just promote happy feelings and um, it just it just helps so that is one area that um, I have found to be very beneficial and helpful um, for my garden so yeah from weeding to tending it to teaching my children about it there's so much that comes with um, the garden than just like planting the seeds and reaping the harvest everything in between serves its purpose and uh, like I said when you plant the seeds and you look at your garden you're like okay well it looks still very dull and boring um just gotta wait and just gotta be patient and you just have to keep showing up so uh some of the cold weather the cold hardy um vegetables that I already had in the ground probably since and this has only been within the last few years I would say that I have been doing this because I didn't know you could plant so many things so so early on like in March or April and so I have now been doing um, a lot of my carrots I've sown in late March early April Um, lettuces believe it or not actually like they like the cold um so they will um, be one of those things that you can plant right away come like April. You can buy yourself a, a little pot or a, fe- a giant like um, felt pot, a 10 gallon or whatever and fill it up and just plant some seeds in there um, in the early parts of spring and they love that. They actually um, don't prefer to be in um, full exposure to the sun. Um, that's a lot of energy for them and can make them bitter uh, and just yeah they just prefer a little bit more cooler and some shade but of course they do need some sun but if you didn't know that that was something I learned within like probably the last three years I'm like no way that is exciting because then I can start my lettuce and have it sooner um, so yeah there's a um, tip for that I actually got this really cool arugula or no it was spinach or arugula I don't remember which one um oh no it's called galilee spinach and i didn't plant it yet because it said this one is meant to be planted in the hot time heat of summer like this one is meant to endure it so i'm excited to see what it does i'm not i haven't planted it yet i'll probably plant it mm, end of june um and and see how it does but you know that's that's all the part of gardening is you just learn new things about different varieties and I'm grateful for the companies out there that um, sell these awesome heirloom seeds and um, have little um, tips on them like when to plant them and all this stuff so and also don't feel overwhelmed by the back of those packets those seed packets (laughs) I don't measure typically I just I kind of eyeball it I try to give space um but like you know, when it says like a fourth inch deep for this one and a half inch deep for that one and one inch deep, like just generally don't, don't dig a huge, you know, five inch trench, five inch deep trench for anything like, you know, an inch or less deep, unless something says to go deeper, like potatoes, um, like just don't, don't feel like you have to, um, overthink it and feel frazzled by it because, you're going to do fine. (laughs) Just don't put them too deep and they will grow great. Um, So yeah, I have my carrots planted since March and they are popping through. A lot of them, they're kind of sporadic. So what I did is I actually replanted my carrots 
uh, after, you know, on Memorial Day weekend. And I filled in the gaps because I'm like, I'm pretty sure nothing else is going to pop up in here if they haven't already. These ones are getting pretty big and I don't see any other new life coming anywhere else. So I just grabbed some more seed packets and I dug around what was already growing and just planted some more. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see. You can thin your carrots. You don't have to thin your carrots. It all depends on what you have time for and what you want to do. Um, when you thin carrots, then you're providing a little bit more space for um better sized carrots, carrots that aren't fighting for the same space and same nutrients. I kind of just overplant and I don't necessarily remember or have the time to thin and I feel really like bad plucking carrots and not using like what do I these are like real life babies. They're like growing and I don't want to take them from their home. <laughs> That's how I view it and I don't care if I get all these oddly shaped carrots or some that are duds because they were overcrowded. It's okay. I planted enough and I'm going to get enough. I'm pretty sure last year was my largest harvest for carrots and I'm forgetting how many pounds it was. I want to say it was 30 pounds of carrots, potentially. And I had maybe 70 pounds of potatoes. I do not. Maybe that's way, maybe that's way too many. I'll have to look back. <laughs> but um, yeah, so just it's so exciting to be able to to harvest all of those things um so potatoes are also another thing that i've had in there probably since mid april mid april um those you let eyes grow on them i just buy a bag of organic potatoes i let them sit a couple of different varieties or if you just like russet or whatever i let them sit in our basement and grow eyes on them and then i plop those suckers in the ground i dig a um, some trenches. Um, I do about two to th or a three to four in each and cover them up and they are beautiful by this time. They are so um, such rich stems, so rich in green. Um, I, I love seeing the potatoes right off the get-go. Um, they are very much thriving right now. Um, my garlic that I planted from last July or I'm sorry last fall I'll be able to harvest in July. So those guys are are in there. And, and then I shared that space with my onions. So one thing that I want to encourage you is to, and I'm learning, um, is to not waste space. I feel that I have not utilized all of my space wisely. And I'm learning. Um, and so kind of general rule of thumb is to like never let a garden bed be empty. When you harvest something, plant something else or plant more of it if it's in the right season of the summer or whatever. Um, there's, you know, the spring hardy crops, there's the summer hardy, there's the fall hardy. Like, so when you harvest your summer stuff, plant some fall crops in there. If you have time to get those in, get them in um, and just utilize that space and um, don't waste it. And that is one thing that I'm really starting to capitalize on. And so if you're a new gardener, don't overwhelm yourself with that because that can feel like a lot. Um, but I'm in a place of like, okay, how can I keep uh, being wise with the space and utilizing it? Because I'm like a wannabe homesteader. I like, I, I have these um, desires to you know, continue to live more off of our land and um, just, yeah, get better at it. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's just something that I have in me that I want to learn. I want to grow and get better in this. And I actually brought, bought a pressure canner 
Um, so instead of just canning, I can also pressure can, which means anything that's not acidic. So um, typically when you think of canning, these are things like tomatoes and applesauce and um, you know, like salsas and pastas and things like that, uh, pasta sauces. Uh, but you can't do that with everything like uh, uh, green beans or carrots, uh, potatoes, like you can pressure can meat and you can save these things. So um, I just, it gets me excited to just feel a little more self-sufficient and not actually have my potatoes go to waste because we couldn't eat them fast enough um, because I tried to um, cure them. That's what you call that. Like um, I cure my onions. I let them sit out and dry for a period of time before I hang them up in my basement. Um, and that just helps them to um, stay hardened off for a long period of time. And I couldn't get that with my potatoes. And so I hope to pressure can them. Um, so yeah, um, just so going back to just conserving space um, and, and using it, continuing to use it. And um, so things like uh, if you have sugar snap peas, if you you know that you're going to be planting those guys right up against your, your trellis, right? You're going to be planting them right there. And if you have a garden bed, what's going to go in front of each on both sides? There's so much space left. So on one side, like um, I've heard you can grow beets. That's a great companion plant to to grow on one side. Uh, I have um, some more onion seedlings on one side. So I have a bunch of onions growing uh, on right by the peas, but they're not going to be competing because the plants are the peas are climbing up and um, the onions grow right underground. Um, same with beets. So uh, I also learned that you can plant onions near tomatoes because you're going to have a lot of space around um, the bottoms of your tomatoes um, if you have them growing up vertically. So, uh, you know, it's just getting getting creative and not being just like, not just wasting space. So um, yeah, so I have early on, I planted my carrots, my lettuces, my potatoes, and peas. Those were all pretty early crops that I had going. Um, so now we've got all of our tomatoes in. We have our green beans, which we are going to plant in a succession. So that just means uh, we can harvest at different times rather than having an abundance all at once. So we'll plant probably here um, since planting um, on Memorial weekend, uh, probably two weeks from now, we will plant um, some more rows of those. Uh, we also have our peppers out there. Um, peppers and tomatoes were one of those things, you know, you just have to make sure um, either you grow them indoor yourself or you are buying them from um, a local place or a store that are already um, planted and grown uh, because putting those seeds in the ground outside, they, they need, they're very um, tedious. They need some extra love and help they do not do well if you just throw them the seeds out in the ground on you know after the last frost date um they need some help from the indoors um so yeah and then they do not like to be below like 50 degrees at night so you just have to keep watching the weather uh, and and these are things that i've just learned over the years I've definitely had duds. This is only my second year of successful peppers. Well, I mean, I'm hoping so. They look good to me. Uh, and I'm excited to to see what I can harvest from those. But there have been other years where it's not worked or I planted them outside not knowing that they only thrive on the, in, you know, like when you plant them inside, you need to have them started indoors. Uh, we also have our squash 
And so the squashes that I did, I did not do spaghetti squash this year and I did not do any acorn. I did a few, um, they're more mini sized, but butternut, honey butternut squashes was the variety. I had a couple sugar pie pumpkins left, some seeds from last year. So I planted the rest of those. There were maybe like four and sweet dumpling squash. I don't know. I got like a free packet of seeds um, from one of my orders. So I popped a few of those in the ground and we built um, an archway trellis to have them climb over, which I'm so excited about you guys. This was something new that we tried this year. I was like, I, we just need to do it because I got the blog in my email that was prompted me and taught me how to do it. And I was like, it's so easy and this would help conserve space. Uh, so we did that for the squash and for the cucumbers, which I pray that I get them this year. Cause last year a, f- a random frost came and they just ruined my babies that came up for the cucumbers they just I don't know ruined them they never grew back I could never get them to come back I don't know what happened um but they just did not want to grow so um yeah we have cucumbers and baby cucumbers ready to grow over an archway trellis that I can walk under and I'm excited to teach them to grow and climb over it uh so that's another way rather than having them grow all across the ground because those viney things can take over for sure. Uh, so I can't wait to have photos of what that will look like and just see what kind of space that frees up. Um, and then in between those cucumbers and um, squashes, I have my zucchini, my zucchini plants. Those guys just need some space um, to open up their giant beautiful leaves. So um, just giving them room to to spread out. Um is uh, something else that we planted. I have more radishes in the ground, more beets. Um, I had done another planting of some greens. So we have um, lots in our garden and um, it's been a learning process over the time or over the years. And uh, yeah, I just, I've loved every year and what it's taught me and implementing new things and I'm getting to get my kids involved. Uh, Winston is finally at an age where he can come out there and help garden. Um, Another new thing that I'm trying, and I'm sharing these all with you so that you can um, just hear um, different ideas and maybe something that's like, oh, I could do that. Or, oh, I didn't know that, so I'm going to do that differently this time. Or maybe for next year, make note, um, you know, or come back to this episode. But I just want to share you know, the, the thought processes that go through my head and how I'm doing my garden and what I've planted and um, just the journey with it so that you guys have the ability to learn from someone, aka me, uh, and and hopefully, you know, it helps and I can I can provide some wisdom and some tips and some knowledge. But um, another thing that I'm changing up is I'm not doing uh, like just a giant like sprinkler type thing. Like I'm just going to water them by hand. And I know that sounds really tedious, but what I feel, I feel like I was nudged to not let the sprinkler stay on. So what I would do is I would just center the sprinkler in the middle of the garden. I have um, four giant beds and then I have um, two smaller ones and then an L-shaped bed um, in the corner where my tomatoes are and then we have raspberry bushes. Um, and then everything else is just mulch pathways. Uh, and, and so I would just center as best as I could a sprinkler and let it sit on for 30 minutes. And I'll just let it go back and forth, back and forth. Um, and 
after reading some things about certain plants that actually do not prefer their leaves to get wet unless it was rain because that's out of our control but it doesn't rain every day you know um whereas I would be watering every day so some leaves that um could get mildew or just don't they should not really get their leaves wet um I was I was doing that um I think it just provided too much moisture and then in all my mulch chips I was just getting like some mold or like mushroom growth and just extra moisture that didn't really need to be there um so what I want to try this year is I bought a nice handle um for a shower like it's a like a nice shower head type thing it's a long handle that arches at the end um, with a nice um, hose head and I can just water my plants by hand and then I have a watering can where I can go um, and water like the tomatoes right at the base my my hose doesn't quite reach to certain ends and so I have to fill up a watering can but I'm I'm all for any extra time I can spend out in my garden and if it's going to be something that's going to help especially like tomatoes and peas um, not get their leaves wet when they're not supposed to then I, I'm going to try it and I'm I'm hoping for the best um my husband was even kind of like excited about it he's like I'm excited to see what like watering it like this will do and I said I am too so I just have to be faithful with it and it might take a few you know extra minutes of my day but it's worth it and um I hope you know and then I can teach my son my son Winston um who's five and he can totally do it and he was I was weeding a bed today and he was like oh mom I'm gonna come help you I'm gonna water the plants and I was like great you do that because I didn't get to it yet and you know I went back and did a few things because I know he didn't spend a lot of time but he at least got the first little watering done and um it just warms my heart that he wants to be out there and do that and he filled up the watering can and went oh can I water the tomatoes yep okay I'm gonna fill up the watering can you know he said and he went and did that and um you know I had to teach him like don't spray the leaves with this one and why you know and I have so I just have to have conversations with him and teach him and um right now it's also just um with my little guy Titus um he will be three soon you know this is the time where I get to teach him what the different plants are um you know I've seen them grow every year so I know what ones are what typically when I see them coming through so I'm like oh buddy do you know what these ones are and I said these are carrots and he says oh barrets he calls carrots barrets it's so funny um and cute uh so yeah and um you know where the onions are and oh look at the cucumbers they just popped through and Winston's showing him and um it's just so neat to get kids in touch and in tune with with the garden and um, I just hope that you can find ways to get your kids out there it does not look perfect for me I'm in and out sometimes um it's not a consistent like get to stay in there for 30 45 minutes sometimes I'm in and out dealing with kids um Juliet she sits on the mulch sometimes and just eats it plays with it and I'm not really going to have many more beds for her to just play in because everything will be planted in there but I'll bring her some toys or sometimes um you know if she's happy I'll let her just sit in the stroller and buckle her in and we have music or we'll talk or you know she just watches um and sometimes she'll fall asleep in there or um what I'm going to try and do more of is put out a giant blanket on the outside of the fence um and just pop a bunch of toys on there and um let her play on the blanket and um yeah that I mean those are the ways that you do it with littles and the boys will play on the play set um you know sometimes it's even while they you know get their afternoon you know quiet time someone's napping or they get to watch a little show and I get to go out there and just give myself those peaceful moments but um I truly love getting to just walk into my garden each morning a cup of coffee or whatever drink of choice (laughs) 
at that moment and just like walk through my garden and just look, just look, um, see how the sunshine hits all the leaves, the dew on the leaves, the new life, the new growth, um, you know, maybe pick a snap pea and and munch on it. Um, There's just, I don't know, it's so life-giving and I don't really have the right words to explain it, but um, it's, it's great. It's fulfilling and um, I would encourage everyone to just give their hand um, a try at gardening, no matter what it looks like. Um, I had a family member just tell me she was so excited her husband built her uh, a garden bed, um, just one, right outside their um, side door at their house and um, you know, wanting to do that or buying a couple planters for the porch for their herbs. That is one thing I have not mastered are herbs. Um, so stay tuned for that because I would love to get better at growing like cilantro and basil and parsley and chives and, um, you know, all those things. Like they just not, not quite mastered that. I've gotten some good basil before, but, um, I'm, I'm feeling uh, a little less than in that category. Uh, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good in other areas. So I'll take that and, and, you know, again, learn and implement new things each year. And, uh, yeah, I had at the birthday party, everyone was wanting to have tours and I had the boys go take them out cause I was dealing with prepping and getting things ready. I said, Oh, go take grandpa out there. Oh, you know, go take them around the garden. Um, but I got to go out there later with some people and, you know, it's just fun to show them around and, um, talk with them and answer their questions and, um, for them to see it in real life. Um, but they know that I've always been, been into gardening. Um, but yeah, I am excited for what is to come and what is to come of your gardens. And I just hope that, um, whatever I shared with you just gives you, um, encouragement, inspires you, um, just fills your soul up with good conversation here. Uh, that's always my goal. And, you know, this is just a great space for me to come process things. Uh, you know, one big thing, uh, analogy with gardening, I'll leave, you know, kind of on this note here before we wrap up is you know with with gardening as I was saying you have to put the seeds under the soil in order for them to grow and what a beautiful picture that can be for us in life when we feel that we are just covered with so much and so many heavy things um there has been a lot of heaviness in the world for the last two and a half years for sure I in my personal life have had some really heavy times probably for the last Mm, since my Titus was born, but a little before that. So probably a solid four years of some different things that have really made me feel in a dark place um, that were heavy, that were hard, and a lot of emotions. And just seeing some of the fruits that have come from it now and the areas that I've grown from it and, you know, reminding myself that there's something beautiful on the other side of this soil that's going to come. You know, it's, it may be under the ground now, but it's coming. And it's just a beautiful picture of life because you can't see what's going to happen down the road. But you but you know that there's going to be some light. You, you're not going to stay there forever. There's going to be some growth. There's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. There's going to be something. And um, when those seedlings pop through, it's just such a great reminder that we aren't going to be buried forever and you don't have to be you have to tend to your heart you have to tend to your soul your body you have to take care of it just like you do seedlings and life will grow healing will happen um, fruit will be harvested 
um, over time. And so if you just look at that, um, it's such a great analogy and a great picture. And even when we are above ground, guys, even when those plants are growing and they're above ground, storms are going to come. And guess what? Those plants get stronger because of that. You know what I have to do with some of my seedlings um, when I plant them indoors? Before they go in the garden, they need to have some outdoor exposure. So I have to bring them outside for a couple hours um, and then bring them back in. And then they come out again, maybe on a warmer day, maybe a little more windy day to get stronger and to adapt to the outside. And so with these storms um, that come, uh, they make they make the plants stronger. They grow better um, from those storms, from that rain. Um, all of those things come, but but there's something beautiful on the other end. And so I just don't want you to be beaten down by the storms um, that are going to come. We weren't promised that this life was going to be just rainbows and sunshine, you know? Um, and to take each season, each moment... Um, as they come and learn from them and grow from them and just feel them. They're going to be hard. Let it, you know, feel it, be in that, be in those moments and allow yourself grace, but don't stay there. And that is always what I want to encourage you guys is to feel it. Let it be real. Cause those moments are real. Those feelings are real. Your, fa- your feelings are valid completely, but the problem lies in when we stay there and we stay stuck and we don't see We aren't willing to see the light. We aren't willing to focus on the more positive or what could come of it. And yeah, I'm seeing those things in my life now as I have gone through um, loss and grief and um, just seeing the beautiful ways that it can be paid forward um, when someone has impacted your life and you lose that person and it's so hard. But then now I'm seeing the ways that um, it has impacted me for life. And then I can use that and impact other people. So yeah, so there's a little garden, uh, I don't know, wisdom and insight and analogies um, because that is what I'm all about when I'm out there. So if you have any, I would love to hear more. I always love talking about garden things and you know, hearing people's thoughts and how they process and, um, what they learn. So with that being said, um, send me anything, uh, gardening related or podcast related, uh, in my email, you can send me an email at gabby.flater at getrootedinhealth.com. That will always be in the show notes below. And if you have not yet rated and reviewed the show, it would mean so much to me if you would take just a minute Head over to this show, scroll down, and hit write review. Leave an honest rating and review to help this show grow. Um, get into the more ha- get into hands of more people, and um, just bless other people's lives through this um, platform. So, with that being said, be blessed. Have an amazing week, and we will chat again soon, guys.